Last time you were attacked by huge winter wolves that you were surprised to see this far south. After a successful defense, you made your way to Avalon, where Hedwig and Lulu saw a city that had changed much since they last lived in it. With not just much more, but also much more diverse people in it. As you walk the streets so familiar to you, uh, you made your way ever closer to Hedwig's family home. We return to that very same home where you're on the doorstep now. But before you enter, I want to ask you, Hedwig, how do you feel? Hedwig cognitively understands that she's been missing for months. But it's since that time passed so much more quickly for us, it doesn't feel to her that she's been away from her family for all that long or out of contact with her family, let's say. Um, so even though she realizes, oh, they're probably going to have a very big reaction to me coming through this door, and she's mostly concerned of what, if, if the worst has happened, will I be able to save my dad? Because yeah, she, uh, her powers are limited. If he's passed too long ago, there will be literally nothing she can do. Um, and is also thinking into the future that even if I'm able to bring him back, how am I actually going to be able to save him? Because he'll still be dying if I bring him back. So I think that's, she's probably going to go in and just be like, I understand that you're dealing with a lot, but I just, I just need to see dad. <laughs> okay. So you enter your family home and, you know, There's the familiar hallway, and at the very end, there is a stool, and on that stool sits your sister, Walburga. And as she sees people entering, she looks up, and you can see her eyes widen in surprise, and she yells out, Everyone! Hedwig's back! And she rushes forward and gives you a big hug. And you can you can suddenly hear you you have in the brief into in the two seconds that it took her to process what she saw, you saw some hushed conversations in the next room. But suddenly there's a lot of hustle and bustle going on, a lot of chairs being moved and people trying you know, fighting for who gets through the door first. And you see many of your siblings there and uh, fighting to be the first one. But it, it is actually uh, your mother, Andromeda, who I don't want to say elbows her way through the crowd, <laughs> but she is in, in a full sprint. She elbows her way through the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> of all of her beloved children, but the one that has been missing and unaccounted for is back. And so it is almost like a f quick like a flash <laughs> that this, <laughs> that this uh, older dwarvish lady just uh, goes towards you and al almost like... Uh, leaps at you and uh, gives you a big bear hug and uh, you don't actually hear what she's saying but she's like very because she's very muffled half sobbing and <laughs> just uh, you just get the feeling that mm -hmm. unsurprisingly everybody's 
relieved and incredibly happy that yeah. you have resurfaced and that you're back home now. Yeah. And also, everybody uh, definitely says hi to uh, Lulu as well. Who are they? Yeah, oh, yeah they Lulu's are, just are like, thanks, also, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm also here, you know. Um, no, but she gets it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and of course, uh, Hedwig uh, very heartily ex um, accepts everyone's embrace. Um, but I guess if everybody starts asking what happened... She, uh, Hedwig would say, I'll explain everything later. Where's dad? And the, the enlivened spirit of the crowd. And it, I don't know how you guys feel, Ahoy and CD8 and the Red Man, but you know, suddenly this hallway is just crammed full of dwarves, uh, like about a half dozen people in there suddenly now. I mean, now with you, it's almost a dozen. Because, I mean, it's, you know, Hedwig, Lulu, uh, Ahoy, CD8, uh, the Red Man, and Frina. So it is actually, a, you're half a dozen as well. So that makes it a full dozen. Um, and now there is in, immediately, you know, a hush. Everybody's back to reality. And uh, they fall a little silent and say, of course, of course. Um, Some people just, you know, the ones at the back of the queue, if you will, um, still, you know, give you a, a quick embrace as your mother leads you through your in, uh, through one of the living rooms into the back into the back room, the the um, bedroom of your parents, where uh, it is very. There are three people in there. It's it's a very I would say, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a very uh, quiet room now, um, and three people are in there. Two of whom you recognize, obviously your father, Stannis, who uh, look who you know is lying on uh, in his in the bed and is not conscious. Um, not like he's passed out. He's just, he just seems to be sleeping. Um, there is another one, another person who you don't know who is just checking him out. And a third person who you know is a member of the same guild who's called Vico. And yeah, the, the two of them, uh, the probably doctor <laughs> and uh, and Vico look up at the door as the door opens and um yeah the uh Vico Vico you know sa says hello um oh Hedwig um um uh, you're back it's, it's great news but please come in come in he stands up from where he was sitting to offer you some space because he was sitting next to the bed And um, yeah, you can now enter. I don't know, Ahoy and the Red Man. How do you behave through all of this? The Red Man is on his best behavior. What's what? What does the Red Man think his best behavior is? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Standing in a corner, very quiet, waiting for someone to talk to him. 
which is going to immediately leap into some amazing stories. Is he like eye- eyeballing people, being like, "Somebody come, to- somebody come talk to me." I'm just waiting for the first person to make eye contact with me, and then they're my new best friend. <laughs> Don't know which of your siblings is going to be sacrificed in this endeavor, but <laughs> we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just trying to calm down CD8 because he gets really excited with all the people around and all the whole <laughs> looking for pets from new people. So mm-hmm. then I'm just like, all right, CD8, just calm down and just uh, chilling with him. Just, yeah. you know, as we do when everyone, there's a lot of people, just ignore everyone and just be with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say that most of the crowd is, you know, understandably focused on Hedwig and Lulu, but there are two people who also, you know, you know approach you and say and give you a warm welcome and say uh everyone who is a friend of our sisters is a friend of ours please come in and um make yourselves comfortable don't mind if i already have where'd i put my shoes (laughs) they don't lead you to the to the bedroom because that's a family thing uh that'd be kind of weird but they they um you know um point towards the uh, living room and where where there's some snacks and some tea. Say, and, they definitely make uh, them a cup of tea. Yeah, and sure. they they uh, what one of them stays behind to basically help you get situated in there. Which one? Uh, I asked them their name. Yeah, she is a. Uh, she's older than Hedwig slightly. And um, where where is a certain where, where is, you you can see there is like a she's wearing a a pin she's uh, she seems to be very um, sociable and she's and she just starts talking to you and it's like she's the one who approached you earlier and says yeah please come in uh, can I get you anything um, you know we're we're happy to host you um, anything else you'd want we have tea we have some snacks. What uh anything else I can get you? Oh yeah, and her name is Astrid. Sorry. He's getting visibly excited with all the with this attention. And uh but then he like he keeps glancing back to the room that Hedwig disappeared into, knowing that he's gonna get in big trouble if he misbehaves. <laughs> so he's like, ah that, you know, snacks, snacks is wonderful, tea is wonderful. Please, please tell us all about your wonderful family. And she does. <laughs> she tells you all about <laughs> Uh, Hedwig's 15 siblings uh, which maybe you have a hard time keeping track of I don't know how you are with names uh, I'm amazing I mean you do have a high intelligence modifier so you I've have got a good high perception high investigation high history I can remember 15 dwarves <laughs> <laughs> so she just goes through all of them tells you about Zieglinda, Alphonse, Hildegard, Wolburga, Wolfric, herself Ansheim Obviously, you know Hedwig and Ludovica, but also Baldrick, Sigmund, Gudrun, Wilhelmina, Gregor, Theodosia, and Theodoric. And of course, the parents, Stannis and Andromeda. Oh, yeah, and... totally. Oh, no, I'll buy them. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is Rashad's worst nightmare. 18 names. <laughs> I mean, you lost me at Hedwig. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got Hedwig. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's the most important one, I would say. And yeah, as she, as you just keep chatting to her, um, Hedwig, 
yeah, you see, you you are now at your father's bedside. So I would say that uh, both Lulu and I, well, you know, come give him a hug, a kiss on the forehead, maybe yeah. hold his hand. Um, I guess since he's not responsive, though, so I think we just so Hedwig would take a few minutes just to be with him and you know, I guess sort of absorb what's happening and sort of uh, seeing him because of course, when she last saw him, he was perfectly healthy. So this is a very big shock to her. Yes. Um, I'm sure she sees probably how much weight he's lost and how gaunt he looks. Um, although uh, the family has taken very good care of his very, very impressive beard. Um <laughs> It's actually his namesake. His uh, his uh, title is uh, Stannis Strongbeard because he's had such an impressive beard his entire life. Um, but I think then she would um, turn to the doctor, and um, I'm assuming uh, my mother's in the room. Yes. And say and and say, um, I can buy us more time. Um, and just, or I guess what she'd say first, she'd look at the doctor and say, how much time do you think he has? Uh, it's difficult to say. I, uh, he has had this fever for a long time. Mm. I'm trying a character voice now. <laughs> no, I don't know how this is going. I can't hear myself. Um, sounds great. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, all in. Honestly, with with a fever like his, there there would have been many other people who had would would have already passed by now. But he is strong; he keeps fighting. I mean, we all know Stannis; he is a fighter, and I I I can honestly not tell. Maybe he'll just get out of this by himself. But but I I am I am I have never seen anything like this. It is, you know, it is very special circumstances. And by all accounts, he should have died last week as, as these sorts of fevers go. But he is still, he's still going. And, it, and you, can, you can also, as you were giving your father a hug, um, you could tell that he is very hot and his, is very sweaty also as well. Sounds- yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You, you can just feel the heat emanating from his body and this the sweat that is just all over him. Also weird. Anyway, I'm just going to keep going <laughs> on because I can't keep rephrasing things. You're just digging the hole deeper. <laughs> Dig up. Yeah. If Hedwig knows that the red man could be of use here, he could prestigitate the room and the sheets to keep everything nice and clean if, if she requested him to do so. Oh, that's that's true. That is a good point. Um, I'm sure she would not think about that immediately, but probably a little bit later. She would be like, oh, yeah, I know someone who can magically clean everything. Um, okay. Um, so Is this the purple eye disease? Yeah, that's a Hedwig is yes. about to ask. Okay, about to ask that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she would nod her head to the doctor's explanation, say, and so, and this is the new plague. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> Got to get get back into my character voice. <laughs> um, yes, that is why it is so difficult to to make any predictions because 
I I have seen many cases and not, none of them are similar to the next one. And mm. it's it is very confusing times uh, for for the healing guild, if you know the healing profession, mm. um, because there is no precedence. We've had some. We have had some mages look into into it, and in some cases they could help, but in some cases they couldn't. Some people inexplicably just got better. Some. I had one turn into a plant all of a sudden, which was confusing. And then they turned back after a while. And we didn't know anything. Like, you know, obviously, that is strange. Uh, yes, v very. Um, and then Hedwig asked, so then Hedwig asked, have you seen anyone develop wild magic yes yes we've had some instances um well my neighbor actually he uh he is now suddenly teleporting within five miles just randomly oh gosh that sounds very disorienting that is very disorienting you know and depending on where you are in your in your life in your every day that can be kind of weird absolutely wow and and so far we know nothing about what has caused this we know that that it had uh, where the uh, original transmission came from from um and you remember i th i don't know where, where were, i forgot who told you this but uh i can just have him <laughs> retell this um we had cr crops being infested by some bugs, which we believe to be, you know, the trend transmitter of the disease. We don't know where those bugs came from. They are not native to this part of the land. But, you know, they, they also directly transmitted it through bites. And those were the ones who were bad off, but... Many of those who got it through the food are, you know, it's still dangerous, but it is, it has a less, the mortality rate is much lower. And how, um, how do we think uh, my father got it? Definitely through, through some food. Um, it is, it is peculiar that, Neither Andromeda nor anyone in this family got it, but it might have been through something work-related. I know he had been traveling for for work briefly, and maybe that's where he got it. But I, you know, it is difficult to trace that back. Okay, well, I'll be here. I'll be staying here for the time being, and if the worst happens, I can buy us some time. And then she turns to Vico, um, mm -hmm. and she says, "I, I'm going to need to get something from you." Of course, yeah. of course, whatever it is, however I can help. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, I'm glad I made it back in time. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, are you eavesdropping now, like outside the window, and you're like, 
<laughs> no, you just hear the Red Mountain's voice echoing in your mind, in your memory. <laughs> Good. Okay. So we're here and we still have a little bit of time. Good. So so how can I help you? Oh, Vico. Vico. Yeah. Um I need a diamond worth 500 gold pieces. Wasn't it 300? No, that's So I have one that's worth 300. Yeah. Or um but 300 is for revivify. Yeah. But I would like literally need to stay next to my father mm-hmm. every single second of the day t- <laughs> to use that. I mean, which, yeah. you know, if I happen to be there, then yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Ray's Dead, it is 500 gold. I see. I, I, I think it's a diamond. So okay. Revivify yeah. is 300 gold pieces worth of diamonds. And I think uh, Ray's Dead is a diamond worth 500 gold pieces i don't even want to know what okay. your resurrection costs then <laughs> i think it is a thousand or something or no mm-hmm. no true resurrection might be because there's more. resurrection and there's true resurrection I yeah think. yeah so there are a couple of different levels a <laughs> yeah. all else fails we have a scroll of reincarnation i don't know how my father would feel <laughs> coming back as a different <laughs> it's a pouch of reincarnation dust that's it pouch yeah, yeah that's it pouch of reincarnation dust that's it if all else fails <laughs> yeah true resurrection by the way diamonds worth at least twenty five thousand gold pieces <laughs> <laughs> Oof. but um yeah uh and vico says yeah absolutely that can be arranged i will have this uh delivered to you as soon as possible i think at the very latest tomorrow oh that's plenty of time fantastic then we've got everything in a row to make sure we have more time. Perfect. And then he, you, you see him look through, look to Andromeda and the door, and says, "I think I better get on it." Then um, Andromeda again. If there, if there's anything else I can do, um, let me just let me know. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have the diamond delivered to you. Um, as soon as and as soon as a, as I can find one, and yeah, he you know he shares he shares an embrace with Andromeda and uh, just exits the room. And ahoy, and the red man, you can see this dwarf that does not bear any family resemblance to Hedwig. Um, exit. He you can see he also wears a pin, kind you know kind of like. Astra does, who is who's now you know entertaining you, and uh, yeah, but he he has he wears some more formal clothes than the rest of them, and yeah, he he gives you a a nod of acknowledgement. I give him a big wave. I'm not making eye contact. <laughs> okay uh and yeah he just uh, you know goes through the uh, goes through the room and uh briefly says astrid I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow and um yeah, exits and you know there is also um with with you obviously is frina who also you know just sits there quietly taking things in sipping her tea 
and um yeah it's, it's just keeping to herself i'm curious did ahoy um accept any refreshments oh absolutely not okay okay <laughs> okay just checking <laughs> can i run a perception check on the doctor uh, you're not in the room oh no uh, the doctor walked by no no that was that was the dwarf no Nico. that was the, another person uh, that, i thought that was that the doctor the... who walked by no, that, the doctor is still in the room. Got it. Oh, and also, yeah, what, what is the doctor? Is he also a dwarf or? <laughs> yeah, for a second, I was like, what do you mean he's a doctor? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this this uh, doctor is a dwarf. Mm-hmm. He's the family physician. Okay. Um, Dr. Cough Stopper. And, uh... <laughs> Cough Stopper? Uh, yeah. So cute. I, I have many dwarf names prepared, my friends. <laughs> I have a whole list right there <laughs> next to me. Um, and yeah, he's a dwarf. Um, he, he, uh, he tells you that they... Oh yeah, I can just narrate that. I was talking to a colleague of mine who's you know currently in town. He is the uh, personal physician of a diplomat. And I asked him to take a look and he said that everything should be fine but he seemed very aloof i want to say uh, i don't know if he understood the importance of the situation he didn't even examine uh stannis which from a professional standpoint i must say made me frown and uh, i don't know where he got the impression but maybe he was right wasn't one of the s- symptoms of this disease that the people their emotions go weird they lose empathy no <laughs> I, make nope. no, I, I, was like, I tried to remember but i, was yeah, like, weird. No. I, don't, I don't know that, that is okay. that is not a symptom okay so thinking um, somebody else where was the diplomat from? Oh, it's a very, it's she is from uh, from the Feywild. Oh, yes, I know. What are they doing in a merchant town? Okay, I'm I'm not entirely sure. Um, they are they are with Sidron, the and you know Sidron to be the Elven High Priest who is residing in Avalond. Um, I don't know if he is just in transit to Silvery Moon or if he is staying in town. Oh, sorry. I don't know if she is in transit to Silvery Moon or or what what their destination is, but um, for now, they're here. It's just, um, we've heard whisperings. Just everything seems to be going strange. Not only this disease, but politically, the Everything seems very disrupted. I'm what I can't help but wonder if it's somehow connected directly rather than indirectly. Yeah, and at that, your uh, oldest brother Alphonse is piping up, and he says, "Things have definitely been strange around here. We've seen." Many people come to our town and from all over the place, mostly from the north, but 
also from the high we've had people we've had folks from the high forest from all different sorts of settlements of uh of the silver marches and just an enormous influx of people we had to expand the city there are some you know there we we've uh, erected some new buildings as soon as we could and this town has grown much in the last few months and it's been it's been quite the effort maybe that explains why the guards were so cold when we entered the town mhm um <laughs> yeah your sister hildegard who is a you know a guard herself says well you know being careful never hurts i mean you can be careful without being rude <laughs> you know people people have rough days i don't know that's true yeah i think they must they must have been having a rough day no empathy <laughs> <laughs> as you hear a hoy's voice now you're hearing all kinds of voices today uh you know reverberate in your head and um yeah yeah <sighs> i just right now i feel so powerless i just don't know what to do T. <laughs> <laughs> um and andromeda pipes up and sa- uh, says pipes up is a thing i yes. i re- i realized no i know that is a thing it's like i i realized that that depending on the day i have these phrases that i just use a lot yeah and today it seems to be pipes up <laughs> um and yeah andromeda says well for now you're here and we're all glad for it uh, let's have a big dinner tonight and uh, celebrate that, you know, your return. And uh, I'm, uh, we'll, we'll, ma- we'll make your rooms ready. Uh, she, she gives you and Lulu a hug and, um, you know, leaves, leaves the room and just, yeah. Uh, and she actually, uh, she, yeah, she actually takes the doctor with her and you know who's who has finished his examination and says that he's going to stop by tomorrow again if anything else is happening they should let her know okay. but he also gives an acknowledging nod to you Hedwig and mm-hmm. the offer of you know extending the time period yeah and um yeah uh, ahoy and the red man you can see Hedwig's mother and the doctor going through the room and uh, if you want you can make the perception check now (laughs) yes can i do that yeah yeah yeah. 15 okay is there anything specific you're looking for i just want to make sure he's not like shady doing anything wrong connected to anyone weird Mm. like like make sure he's actually taking care of things like you know he could have been turned by someone i'm not sure exactly what's going on (laughs) he's just not i'm naturally suspicious of everyone that I, I meet, say, and someone as important as mm. the person taking care of Hedwig's father. Um, I just want to make sure things are going on right. Okay, let's call this an inside check then. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry, I don't know the difference. That's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Should I roll that again then? No, just take the roll and just oh, add 15, your... same. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, he seems to be on the level. Just an older... An older person uh who you know for all intents and purposes seems to be a doctor <laughs> uh, or like a like a healer of some sort 
You can see and, the stethoscope yeah. around. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He car he carries he carries a bag with him with all kinds of things. And um he wears a he wears a white coat. No, that's that's not true. Um just thinking of like stereotypically doctor things. Um yeah, but like the equivalent of a stethoscope, I suppose. Uh, or like a stethoscope, I don't know. Uh, I haven't thought much about medical technology. Fantasy stethoscope. Fa fantasy stethoscope, exactly. Um, and yeah, seems to be on the level. Um, nothing suspicious you can you can see. Cool. I'm just doing my due diligence. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if if I can semi role play an NPC here, um, mm -hmm. I think Ludvika Ludovica would run out after the doctor. Mm -hmm. um, and say, could you wait a minute? And I think she would go talk to Frina and say, like, I mean, Frina, like, got out of, yeah. like, I'm sure that, like, Hedwig probably did some sort of, like, healing on her that mm -hmm. she needed, but, like, to, like, see if, like, Frina wants to talk to a doctor, like, like how is she feeling? Do you, yeah. yeah, I think Ludvika might do that because she's, I'm sure she's very concerned still about Frina. Yeah. Uh, also, for, for the future, uh, Alex, please, if you want to roleplay any of your siblings, yeah, uh, please do I've that because <laughs> there's many, so many and keeping track of NPCs can be difficult. Absolutely. Um, I'm also going to say there, you know, you have uh, four siblings on in their wonder years right mm -hmm. now, you know, not counting yourself and yeah. Lulu, obviously. And... There is uh, not none of them are here. They're still on the road. Mm -hmm. um, your two youngest siblings are, you know, who have not been on their wonder years yet, are also there, though. Mm -hmm. uh, just so you know who's there and who isn't. Okay. Uh, yeah. And the physician says yes, of course. Um, and Frina also looks suspiciously at the doctor, <laughs> uh, and is like, okay. And they go into a different room, uh, you know, for some privacy. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, uh, he takes a, you know, he takes a look at her to see, you know, mends some things and um, yeah, says, yeah, she, she sh should, uh, she's, she's mostly fine, some bruises, but they should, they should heal in time. Uh, maybe a hearty meal won't hurt, but and he looks at Andromeda. Um, I hear that's going to be taken care of tonight. <laughs> Hooray! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Um, the Red Man's question, are there any other prominent citizens in the in the city that have been infected with this disease? Mm -hmm. um, and Astrid says, so far not. No, this city actually has been relatively unscathed we've heard other things from other places that have been w much worse off but Avalund, at least you know there there had there had been sort of an outbreak if you will in in the southwest of of the city um but especially the northern bank has been pretty unscathed and um you know every once in a while you hear you hear something uh, from somebody get still getting it from some foodstuffs, but those are those are still news. So, 
that that is that is a sign that it's not a common occurrence and as far as the as the leadership goes not to my knowledge i mean i don't follow the goings on of of evelyn's politics on a day-to-day basis but i i think i would have heard if one of one of the council of elders had been infected okay so it seems all random no nefarious plots here (laughs) perhaps you're beginning yeah you guys are beginning to sound like ahoy (laughs) i guess he's rubbing off on us it's good to be a little (laughs) suspicious in these difficult times absolutely I would say it's good to be suspicious always, but uh, that's just me. vigilance. Yes. <laughs> just so that you know, um, CD8 on the corner made himself a little spider web ball with mm-hmm. the spider mm-hmm. with his web, and he's been playing with it in the corner, just chilling, Aww. like lying on his back. It's cute. Flipping it around, entertaining himself, just so that you guys have a picture of what CD8's doing during this time period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can actually tell there are twins, very, very young um in human equivalent years i would say they're like in their late teens yeah they're just wandering around and you know looking at the strangers that they don't know Mm -hmm. and they are they're definitely also uh interested in cd8 and see him playing with the spider web ball and they actually approach you ahoy um and or rather one of them is it's a it's a girl and a boy, and uh, the boy says, "Is that your spider?" Who's asking? <laughs> oh, sure, I'm uh, Theodric. And who's that with you? Uh, that's my sister Theodosia. Oh, fun! Yes, this is my spider. See, Ahoy has a soft spot for kids. FYI. <laughs> Would you like to pet him? Uh. Yeah, absolutely. I just like make a little clicking sound. CD8 flips on his on his legs, kicks mm-hmm. over the spider ball, and runs towards us. <laughs> okay, uh, Theodoric. Th- no, Theodoric actually is, is like a little bit taken aback by the sudden, uh, you know, a spider <laughs> running towards him. Um, but Theodosia is all over him. Is is you know, uh, they're having a lovely interaction. And uh, eventually, Theodoric also warms up, and you know they're like playing around with CD8 a little bit. Whatever you do, just don't poke him in an eye. That's all that I ask. Wasn't intending to, but thanks. And yeah, they they now then they play like fetch the ball with uh with CD8, which is difficult because well, it kind of clings to their yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of them picks it up and just stuck sticks to their hand. Exactly, and uh, they're having a big old laugh about it. Um, and eventually, CD8 manages to get it off, off them. And uh, yeah, they're they're yeah. Let's leave it at that. It's difficult to inter- to uh, role play teenagers if you don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! They're uh, teenagers. Yeah, yeah oh, they're not my kids. Head's... Kids. Oh, kids, kids. Ah, uh, well, whatever. Oh, but I think. Yeah, I mean. But I mean, I've seen even lots of adults get very excited about pets, so I feel like yeah. that, that, that or tracks. maybe 
No, I was saying in, in terms of Ahoy's soft spot. But I think yeah. Ahoy maybe ah, thinks so, that they're kids so because so they're dwarf teenagers, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So he probably thinks that they're like five-year-olds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how the, what the growth pattern is for dwarves in their teenage yeah. years. And it's also, you know, the, um, dwarves basically, you know, are like half the age of elves. So for you, maybe that is also uh, a thing, you know you're you know from a from an elven perspective maybe it's difficult to guesstimate that yeah um, i mean i don't really understand age as an elf yeah uh, to be fair by, by the way elves are not immortal in D D. they just oh, get very old they're not yeah oh no, they get they get like 700 750 years got it oh that's it all right so i must be in my early 20s mid 20s then something like that okay like in in terms of human years, that might put yeah. like you and Hedwig at like the same year age. Hmm. Like, uh, because I have Hedwig being actually like as a dwarf, she's um closer to middle age, so like in her forties, late forties. Got it. And I'm 180 years old. Oh, I'm like yeah. 250. Oh, okay, yeah. so yeah, but you okay, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> okay, well, I feel like for dwarf elf years, that might be like eh, you know, it's close what's enough. 50, what's fifty years? Yeah. <laughs> 50, seventy yeah. years, no baby. Like you know, reminisce about the good old days. Gosh, mm. another red man's a baby. How old do uh, tieflings get? Human, human, yeah, pr- human. pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then absolutely, because yeah, my I think the youngest siblings are probably still. Um, like probably in their 90s so yeah. they definitely seem like kids to you now is there a way to get immortality in this in this game apparently that has rules about life and death sure magic <laughs> it's called lichdom yes <laughs> it's usually not good yeah you have to to uh we interweave your existence with magic and there is a higher likelihood that you're going to get mad from it or just die Ooh, you like take your soul, you put it in a phylactery, and you become an undead monster known as a lich. Damn. Damn. But, yeah. you know, there's also vampirism and other, other forms yeah. of Absolutely. immortality. Yeah, mm-hmm. undead things can live forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, good You point. just got f- to find a necromancer. Uh, um, yeah, and also, I don't know, I think as a ranger, you would probably not be equipped to get the... Uh, to, to the heights of... Um, you know, magical abilities required to become a lich. So maybe you can just become a vampire if you want to be immortal. A vampire elf? That sounds interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, We can can workshop that. Like, you can message me about ways to immortality if you want later. Um, We can definitely... I mean, my first uh, D&D character got turned into a vampire, so... And she was a halfling. No, she was a gnome. Gnome. Yeah, she was a gnome. Seriously? She was not a halfling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How many times did you say what gnome? Yeah, true. Oh, uh, yeah. So in, in, so dwarves can make a bunch of shit, right? I mean, everybody can make a bunch of shit, but yes. <laughs> but like, like I don't know, mm-hmm. like in my mind, dwarves are like master like craftsmen and, and like skilled uh, with metals and other things, other things like that. Are, do you want to ask this out of game or do you want to ask Astrid that? No, out of game because I want to understand. Okay. In, in general, yeah, it's yeah. a thing that is also uh, ported to D and D lore. Yes, that is very much taken from Tolkien, and 
uh, yeah, you know, that's why, for example, um, Hedwig knows her stones, <laughs> her stonework. Uh, and yes, you, as you maybe could have picked up, I don't know if we, how explicit we made this, but, uh, you know, uh, Hedwig and her family are part of a guild. They are artisans. They are glass blazers. And there, yeah, there are there are a lot of dwarven artisans in this town as well. Now, is there a D and D version of Mithril? Yes, there is Mithril. Oh, actual Mithril. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there is like Mithril armor and stuff like that. So yeah, there is Mithril. I'm just uh, asking a bunch of questions here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, because the goal go, is, go I think I want to go try to find CD8 some armor. Because a couple yeah. times we've come too close to CD8 getting a little hurt, mm. and he is armorless, mm-hmm. and I feel like. You need someone special who can make spider armor. There will be a lot of uh, shopping opportunities in this city. I have I have whole lists of things you can buy. Um, you can definitely. And th- this city has a lot of dwarves, right? In general, yeah. a lot There's of dwarves, like... a lot of guilds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just like the relative human population is low, right? No, no, Damn no, it's... no. Damn it. Yeah. It's still like. <laughs> 50% humans. But we got connections if you don't want to actually interact with the humans. That will help you yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, there is also, there is a, not far from where you are right now, there is there is like the HQ of the uh, Dwarven Guilds and you can find all sorts of um, artisans there. Uh, also, Hedwig as a, I don't know if, I think I only told Alex that, but uh, Hedwig, because she is a guild member, gets a discount on all things she buys from the guild. I don't, I forget what it was. Was it ten percent? I think uh, it was like ninety. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, I think it was. If 10%. you gave me a number, um, I didn't write it down, but yeah, it would probably okay. be something like that. Yeah, or we can also just make it twenty. I don't care. Uh, but also, please, please uh, take uh, you know good notes of your. Um, of your funds yeah for sure because you know that's going to be important later um but yeah there there's opportunities to buy all sorts of things in the city you can make have things uh, you know i i would say that spider armor is you know definitely something that has to be custom job um a custom job exactly and that's going to be a little bit more expensive but it's definitely uh possible it'll be worth every penny yeah and you can also I mean, you guys can look for ways to make some coin as well. Um, I mean, obviously now Hedwig especially has some more pressing matters at the moment, but uh, um, you can talk to Vico, you can talk to other people about finding employment or, you know, just some working some jobs. Is there an arcade or like a carnival, a carnival that I can go do some archery as a, as a way to make some easy coin? Mini game, mini game. I mean, um, you maybe. I mean, there, there is a, there is the Bell Market in on the uh, on the very center of the North Shore. I can also send you guys a map of Avalunt if you want. Um, And it's kind, it's weirdly kind of like Heidelberg. A little bit if you just discount the southern part like if you discount Robach and Kirchheim oh, that doesn't really exist anyways as somebody who uh, lived in Kirchheim for four years I, I take offense to that but um, 
just because you you lived in Vestad all the time, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's pretty like you know North Bank, South Bank, a river dividing the city. There are two bridges. Is it like a forest in the back of it? There is some forested areas like around the city, especially in the north. Uh, there is just to the north actually there is the star meadow which is the um there is an elven th- there there are specific deities that are you know moradin is the god of dwarves there is um Kolean marathon or something like that that is like the elf uh god or deity um and the star meadow is like a little forest that is his basically and um sidron who was named earlier he is the uh high priest of that religion and so he he is kind of in control of that star meadow but you can definitely sneak into there but i mean or you can talk to him (laughs) to get to try to get into there but uh, yeah there are definitely some forested areas around all right i have ideas of what i want to do but i don't want to take up time or whatever so I don't know. But I assume Alex's father's death is a priority. I don't know if the, what's is there a holding pattern. There? Did I say what did yeah. I say? Hedwig's. You said Alex's. No, sorry. No, he- also, no. sorry, Alex. He might also survive. You know. Yeah, that's true. Just saying, he might that's just true. not die. Um, Good point. Um, there's not a foregone conclusion. Um, but yeah, um, I'm just gonna. Leave it to you guys what you want to do next. Any like interaction. Otherwise, I can go on with the dinner. But um, yeah. oh, I'm ready. Yeah, okay. dinner. Yeah, everyone's oh. just hungry. Oh, I don't <laughs> want, I'm not talking about dinner. I don't want dinner. I'll have his dinner. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll ask Astrid, where can I look for custom armor and make sure that the red man gets my dinner? Because I'm not going to eat it. Uh, she looks at you. Do you say that you're not going to eat the dinner? Oh, uh, or if you guys can save it for even for later, if that's not possible, don't waste the food. Um, I'd rather go to the Red Man instead. Uh, she is a little bit taken aback by that, but she, you know, she tries to mask that, <laughs> to hide that, and she says, "Yes, of course, we can, we can save you some, or give it to uh, to your friend." And um, yeah, you can definitely, you can, I can, I can uh, talk to some of my friends at the, uh, at the Iron Fist Guild um, about some custom armor for your spider friend. Yeah, we've recently had some issues and come into some potential, you know, dangerous situations for CD8 over here. So we want to make sure that he's uh, all ready and protected moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you actually, um, I can I can show I can show you where all of the dwarven guilds are. We kind of have a an area where all of our workshops are, and I can I can either just tell you the name of some uh, smiths that I can recommend, or just introduce them to you. I am not sure if honestly about time if i if i have the time tomorrow but uh, if you if you want me to give a personal introduction we can definitely arrange that or i can just point you towards some people i mean i'm sure a personal introduction would be great but i don't want to you know take up your time too much um so i don't know if you how you feel like that they would be receptive to me just you know saying that you sent me um or do you think it would be better or or advantageous to actually come with me 
Uh, at that, she actually she rummages around. She actually goes to like a coat hanger and rummages through her coat and um, pulls out a very small coin that is uh, has the same emblem on it that that her pin does and gives it to you and says this is a token of our clan and if you just give that to one of the smiths and tell them that you you know you you've come that i've sent you then uh, that should do the work as well i can i can give you i can recommend let me think um what what type of material are you thinking about I'm wholly ignorant of the kinds of materials that you have in this uh, in this city, so um, I'm up for different uh, recommendations. Uh, something that would be lighter, since he has a lot of mo- moving parts with his eight legs, but something that will mm-hmm. properly protect him uh, would be ideal. And no offense, but you look like somebody who's uh, you know moving a lot outdoors. Um, how is what's your what's your money situation like? Do you have a lot of uh, do you have a lot to spend or are you looking for a special kind of deal? I don't have too much, but I'm willing to spend as much as possible. And if, uh, you know, I, I'm also willing to work to see if I can get more money um, if the price is beyond my means. All right. The number one priority is the protection of my little friend. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, okay. Uh, I have, I can, I can rec- recommend two people to you. Uh, one of them is Desmir Orspine. Uh, he, he is doing incredible work with all kinds of materials. Uh, I'm not sure if he can do. Uh, he he is more of a you know he does his things the way he's he's done them. I'm not sure if he can do a custom job, but um, he is an expert in it. So you know if you come from me, uh, then that could be arranged. I think, or you can. Uh, go to uh tov amberforge she's she is um in kind of a new addition to the team but she actually specializes in custom jobs um um i think you know she might be a little bit more expensive than uh desmir but uh you know you can just see how that you know you can ju- you can just go to both of them and just see what they can offer you. Well, I appreciate the help. It'd be very, uh, this is very, very, very useful. And I will go um, right away. Right away. Um, okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, and I just <laughs> immediately turn around and just walk away. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Nothing else has been said. <laughs> okay. Just, just so you know, you guys, uh, you know, um, it's it's like dusk now. You've been you've been uh, you know you've spent the mo- better part of the day you know coming to and arriving in Avalund. Um, the first people in the house are now readying a dinner, and apparently Ahoy and CD Eight are going out uh, to the uh, to the forges. And this whole time, CD Eight is or sorry, Ahoy is on his absolute best behavior as well. Trying to be, you know, not trying to make any messes in uh, Hedwig's hometown. Mm-hmm. To what extent he succeeds, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> cool. And um, actually, Redman 
uh, you are approached by Astrid and says, uh, "Now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not sure I got this right. Are you? Do you? Is Red Man what I should call you?" Yes, I am the Red Man. Ta-da! I do a little, a little spin with some little sparkles. Capital T, or just is is it just the Red Man, know. or is it the Red Man? The Red Man. Okay. One word. Okay. Okay. Um, great. Um, anything I can I can help you with right now? We we will have a uh, a room set up um, where you can stay, of course, as long as uh, you know. Again, like Hedwig's friends are our friends, and you're welcome to stay here. Um, well, we're gonna have a dinner soon. Uh, your friend. She says, she says, as Ahoy just stands up and leaves, um, was not is, is not participating. But please, you know, we'll we'll have plenty of food, and um, you're most welcome to stay as well. Great, I really appreciate it. I love a good home cooked meal. Yeah, then you're gonna be yeah. Then you're at the right place. <laughs> show off my cool party tricks. Ooh, an entertainer. Oh yes. Oh, you two, wait, get me a street corner and I'm going to wire the crowds. Nice. Yeah, we can. Uh, I mean, there's definitely some places uh, you can entertain people. Um, you do need a permit, but I'm sure that can be arranged. Really? I'm sure. Sweet. She gives you a wink. Oh, I mean, that's half the day gone. Just trying to find a spot and then I got to you know, dash and move somewhere else when the when the cops come. I mean, half the day I'm just dodging cops, which is in itself is a great trick, which also grabs the crowds and then the crowds start trying to follow me around the city, trying to find out where I'm going to set up next and how I'm going to get away this time. It's a whole thing. She uh, she points to a, a, a slightly older dwarf than herself and says, don't tell that to her. Who's her? That's Hildegard. She is, uh, she is uh, part of the uh, guild uh, the guild's guard. She's kind of, you know, uh, profession's honor and all is of that. Is she a city guard? Not a city guard. She well, is then more she like... won't care. Uh, she's got her own jurisdiction to worry about. Unless it's more fun to make shenanigans in the guild. Don't. She, 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 she gives you a look. I'm uh, the head of not the guild that was the that was Vico who passed by earlier, uh, but I'm a member of this clan. And please don't make any shenanigans in the clan or in the guild because that would be very that would that would be very very bad. That would reflect badly on us as a clan and uh, on us as the guild. It, there is a lot of tension right now in terms of public safety. So oh, yeah, public safety. Yeah, yeah, I gotta keep the public safe. Yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, so, you know, people are just paranoid, um, and with all the things going on, so any disturbance yeah. is so they're feeling upon. a bit. They're feeling a bit stressed, you might say. Oh yes, everybody's very stressed. They could definitely use an outlet for all that stress and anger and frustrations. I'm going to roll an inside check for <laughs> Astrid right now. Uh, she rolled a 17. Uh, she realizes that she dug herself in a hole right now. and um, So a nice public spectacle in a permittable public space would be good for the city, right? 
within yeah. certain within a certain framework, of oh, course. Oh yeah, yeah, frameworks. Love, I love frames. They're great. Um, what were you thinking about? She's oh. slightly concerned. <laughs> oh, just I'm gonna put on a show. Just how yeah. Hedwig always is her red man, <laughs> slightly concerned. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Oh, I'm just gonna put on a show. Uh, what, what, what? And you, you can see now that uh, their their newly won spider friend is gone. The twins are there now. What show? What, what are you doing? What, what, what are your, what are the tricks up your sleeve? Oh, I'm a master. And I strip my hand, and flaming letters appear in the air of fire. The word fire appears in very beautiful cursive writing. <laughs> How there's a lot of, uh, oh no, there should, is there a lot of wood around? Hmm. No, I don't think so. Um, and the twins go, whoa, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. No, 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 it's very, very hot. <laughs> and uh he, he looks around to see if that joke landed and he's like okay did it land with any <laughs> you you can you can see uh smiles on the twins' faces you can okay, see okay that was part of the kitty show <laughs> you can see astrid's uh they're older than you that's <laughs> <laughs> true uh you can you can see like the um um astrid twitching a little bit like in her face like like she's trying to suppress a, uh, a smile and um you can see an andromeda just passing by um you know give it giving like you know touching touching your your arm and saying it's really lovely but please no open flames in this house uh and just goes goes further along just for safety reasons she shouts from the next oh yeah yeah room. i love safety totally totally cool, 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 cool. <laughs> thanks mom uh <laughs> Did you just call her mom? What? No, I didn't. <laughs> um, maybe, who knows? Uh, Hedwig is going to have an adoptive brother in the future. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, that'd be really fun. 16 dwarves and a tiefling. Yeah. Um, That's the sound of a sitcom right there. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, you, you know. The dinner is gonna is go, is prepared. Um, there are three people in the kitchen just working. Uh, a few more that are just setting. They lead you into a bigger room with a huge dining room table. Obviously, everything is dwarven sized. Uh, so, Redman, that might be somewhat problematic for you. I'm but you very can, flexible. Good. You can also just like if you want, you can just sit on the floor instead, and then it's like a pretty good height. Yeah, to to eat from the from the table. I would say we probably entertain human sized guests. So I bet, like, I feel like we have would have like, um, modified chairs to make things on offer to make things more comfortable. That's true. But as somebody who's very tall, I can tell you that a chair is a great thing. But if you have a low table, that also really hurts. Oh <laughs> your yeah, back. Uh, yeah, and uh, they um, you know. The dinner is set, and Andromeda is sitting on one head of the table. She's definitely having Hedwig and Lulu. Uh, you you sit across from her mm -hmm. at the table, so she, you know, you're close to to them. I would say probably Lulu, then Hedwig, and then Redman. You sit next to Hedwig as kind of the you know the guest, uh, and also you know you're in the midst of things. Um, 
it's a very welcoming family. Everybody is chatting to you and is like t telling, uh, talking to you about different things. Everybody who's around you, um, you can see the twins looking at you every once in a while, very curious. And um, <laughs> I just, I just feel like that could be a subplot. Uh, maybe Hedwig wouldn't be too happy about the twins, you know, learning a few tricks from oh Redman. But uh, <laughs> you know, we can explore that in the future. Um, and you're just having a lovely meal. It's a huge production, obviously. It's like 18 people. Not 18, actually. It's like uh, like a dozen people at the table. Mm -hmm. uh, plenty of food. And yeah, you're just you're just having a lovely meal. One, you know, after after a long time on the road, um, and eating, you know, I would say nourishing, but not especially tasty food. This is this is the thing right now, and um, uh, yeah, you you can you you can fill your stomach to your heart's delight and your stomach's delight, <laughs> and um, just having a lovely all evening. And eventually, though, somebody does ask, so Hedwig, what happened? Where, where, where have you been? And then every, everybody else just, all of the conversations fizzle out and everybody yeah. just, <laughs> I yeah. don't know how Hedwig is with a lot of attention, but she's probably used to it in like family terms. Yeah, exactly. But everybody's just like looking at you now, just curious to hear. Yeah, well, I figured... Uh, we get to that. So that would explain why I have these two new travel companions, um, or four, or three new travel companions, um, Ahoy and CD8, who are off, and then the red man here. We, um, I was on my way to Candlekeep, as um, I mentioned in my last letter several months ago, and we had a teleportation circle malfunction wasn't my fault. I pipe in and then go back to my food. <laughs> and now there are definitely a couple people who are like, was it his fault? Why would he say that? <laughs> <laughs> um, we ended up in an entirely different plane of existence in a world called Utgard with giants. Whoa. And bird people. Do we have bird people? Wait one second. Do we have bird people in favor? Arakakra exists. Okay, never mind. Then yes. they're not special. Okay. Yeah, with... Um, Lots I mean, giants, giants also exists here. But, you but, know, uh, there were lots of... The giants yeah. were far more present, I think. In, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I mean, of course, uh, I have my god strong mouse, but uh, I feel like the, it seems like giants interact with other um, communities less um, in favor. But, yeah, we said, yeah, we ended up in Utgard in a giant battle with... Uh, giant gods yeah not gods they're not oh gods. i thought they were like i mean they're related to strong moss i thought they were i thought they were like two of them yeah two of them are kind of gods that's the, yeah i thought Never they were mind. like two were like semi-deities yeah 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 and dragons and yeah it was yeah it it was a bit strange and the time there was different it felt like we um for me, I had only been gone for a few weeks, which is why um, when we finally made it back to Neverwinter, um, this entire situation was a complete shock to me. And everybody is just very surprised to hear mm -hmm. that. And it's like, it takes a while to uh, process that. And everybody's just like, wow, damn. 
just having all kinds of uh you know uh everybody's just kind of silently processing there and then uh theodosia pipes up you fought dragons yes and we didn't die but they did (laughs) (laughs) that's so cool and um yeah obviously i i would say um now you you are in line with uh, Alphonse and Andromeda, who both have uh, have uh, slain huge creatures before. And I would say, yeah, that's that's definitely a thing now. Yeah, yeah. I guess probably somebody uh, might poke Alphonse, or Alphonse might say, "Oh, you're even more impressive than I am now." <laughs> and, Alphon- and Alphonse goes, "Oh yeah, what- whatever." Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. I've always said it's not. It's it's you know. It's I don't know how it is with killing dragons, of course, but uh, some creatures just sound more impressive, and it also always depends on the circumstances. It's no big deal. I've always I always said, you know, I don't know. Everybody's just kind of <sighs> kind of trying to uh, they just imagine heroic things yeah i don't want to take anything away from you of course i'm sure it was an epic battle but uh, well i mean it's not like it was an ancient dragon was it even an adult dragon uh the one you fought was not no No, there was an adult dragon but you just you fought you fought a young dragon exactly i say yeah it's just a young dragon it's a completely Mm -hmm. different ball game if it's an adult yeah um and i um hedwig looks to um, the red man mm-hmm. and I guess probably also uh, Frina and says Alphonse's title is Hydra Bane just so Ooh. you know Hydrangea Bane I got some stuff in my ear he Hydra what? Hydra Bane you kill a Hydra? I mean sure but that was when I was way younger it's not like I could I could do that nowadays, you know. I'm, I'm more. Um, the only thing I'm slaying right now is uh, paperwork. That's so cool. <laughs> the paperwork. I was <laughs> <laughs> also slightly confused right now. It's like, what are you the red man takes out a, a notebook and begins sketching and drawing. He's like, "Ooh, ooh I can add a hydra into my show." <laughs> Flaming hydra? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> awesome uh, dwarf assistant mm-hmm. <laughs> he's scrabbling he's scrabbling <laughs> history of everland question 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 ah nice hmm. um yeah i can make the show more personal Ooh. he's scribbling all these ideas now mm. like anyone else kill something cool everybody just looks at andromeda <laughs> i was like yeah i guess yeah sh- um but the thing is that the thing that's important is Andromeda's name is or her title is Mage Slayer, Uh-oh. but but none of her kids know exactly why that's her title. And as and as uh, 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 the Red Man says, uh oh, uh, and Andromeda just like you know she has this really warm uh, aura about about her, but for a brief second she just looks at you and just like. You better watch out. You better be <laughs> on your best behavior, and then just wings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I I cross 
one 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 sentence out of out of my notebook. Okay, to that part. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, and you're having a lovely old evening. Um, some people inquire about Ahoy, uh, especially your brothers Ansheim and Baldrick, who are who seem like Ansheim seems more interested in CDA than Ahoy. Yeah, uh, I would say. And um, I don't know if you what what you what kind of information you you know share. But uh, I I think um, Hedwig would want to respect Ahoy's privacy to a certain extent so she wouldn't go into details and just say he he has a hard time trusting people so if he's a little ill standoffish just don't take it personally um he he doesn't mean it and I do um and then I would mention to Ansheim um is Hedwig aware that I guess maybe even um maybe Astrid rather than Hedwig would say and uh, tell Ansheim he's like oh he's looking for an armorer for um, for the spider, do you know anyone in the city that specializes in animal ar- animal animal armor? Ooh, uh, I mean, I've, I've got a mate who who's been dabbling in it, but uh, uh, sure, I can I can I can talk to him about it. Good, because yeah, he um, he really wants to protect his eight eight legged friend, so. Anything we can do to contribute to that would be good. And Hedwig then pipes up. He says, yes, absolutely. We must protect CD8 <laughs> at all costs. So anything you guys can do for that, I think all all of us would be grateful for it. Great. Um, yeah, and you're having a lovely old evening. Uh, I think we're going to save the, the armor discussion for next time. Um and yeah, you've you've made your oh no, actually it's let's let's do another thing like um because I don't know if you want to go to your your father again, Hedwig tonight or um I think I'd poke in. I guess probably there's probably someone always with him, yeah. um spending time with him so he's not by himself. And then of course, if he wakes up and needs to talk to someone, they can be like, ah, dad's awake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely uh yeah that's exactly what i had in mind actually mm-hmm. so, yeah wolfric actually comes to the table and says mm-hmm. uh, and taps you on the shoulder hedwig and mm-hmm. Lulu, and says uh yeah dad's awake uh, he just woke up um i uh if you want you can talk to him now yeah uh, so yeah hedwig immediately jumps up and uh, walks swiftly to uh her parents bedroom Cool, Lulu in tow, and yeah, mm-hmm. you see your father as you has had seen him before. Mm-hmm. His impress, you can't, you know, no. his impressive beard is under the blanket now, <laughs> um, and you know you can you can see the one of the glass beads that's pretty high up sticking out, and yeah, he he his uh, his eyes are a little clouded, mm-hmm. but. As he sees movement, he kind of turns to you, and it takes him a few seconds to realize that it's you. And mm-hmm. he says, "Hedwig, so nice to see you. You've <laughs> you've made it. Yeah, I made it home. How are you feeling? Oh, you know, exhausted all the time. I'm uh, pretty tired." Um, 
it's always too uh, too hot and then too cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, yeah. And he takes mm-hmm. his hand and squeezes it, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just I'm just glad you're you're safely at home now. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay, and we're gonna do everything we can to help you now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And he and he briefly talks to Lulu as well. Mm-hmm. And um then uh Wolfric appears again with a little bit, you know, uh with a plate with basically little pieces of every dish that was mm-hmm. prepared for the dinner and just, you know, mm-hmm. feeds him. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, you get to spend a little bit of time mm-hmm. with your father. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, but you can you can see even like you know talking to him for like ten minutes. Yeah, it, he's exhausted yeah. afterwards. And um, yeah, eventually you uh, you know you go back to the dinner and have a great rest of your evening. I'm mm-hmm. sure you know seeing your father awake is a relief, but also something that mm-hmm. um, you know. Hedwig's probably going to be thinking about. Yeah. After the dinner, you help washing up the dishes, and um, yeah, you go to your rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hedwig, you know your room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Red Men, you can they they actually have two. No, they they have one room with humanoid like human sized furniture and a bed in there. Um, where you're, you know, where you can lay down for the night. Sweet. And yeah, you're having, you, after having arrived in Evelyn, you spend your first night there with Ahoy and City Age still out. And where what they have been up to, we're going to talk about next time. And for now, I mm. want to thank you guys for playing. Yeah, thank you. Nice. Yay. You guys got to meet Hedwig's family. <laughs> <laughs> At least some of them. <laughs> Yeah, that still wasn't all of them. <laughs> no, we're gonna get around to that <laughs> at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm thanks. Gonna put on a big old show. Yeah. So yeah, Everlon's your playground now. Um, whatever you want to do, I can share some information about the city if you want. Whatever you're interested in. Yeah, send a map. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'm gonna send a map. I'm gonna tell you, Alex, about some landmarks, some you know, places of things there because you would know your way around. Yeah. And yeah. And if people have enjoyed listening to this episode and to this show, Alex, what's the best way people can do to support it? Uh, Please give us a five-star rating um, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And Adam, if people want to get in touch, what's the best way they can do that? Drop us a line at seriallyhook.com. Nice. Thanks. Thanks. Yay.